Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the Neil and Christy Vega Psychic Hour. Uh, thank you for joining us today, everybody. We do have a caller we're going to be getting to momentarily uh, already in the queue. 520 area code will be with you in just a moment. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And you may join us on Facebook and on Twitter we hope that you do. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker, Psychic. So let's bring on our caller, 520. Hi. Hi. Um, How are you? I have a question. Oh, oh okay. I'm good. Um, I called in a couple of weeks ago. You guys told me that my, my grandfather was trying to help me my, um, you know, from the other side. And I have a general question about what what can they do for us specifically from the other side? You know, if we're having trouble here on this side of the veil, what can they do? And does a does a spirit need to be more experienced with? You know, do do some spirits have more skill with with helping this world, and some have less? You know? Okay, that's an interesting question. And I'm looking back into the notes, and I don't see your name or phone number, so I'm not sure when you called. But um, what's your name? It was uh, October 27th, um, and it, uh, Caroline, with a, with a K. Oh, that's right. Okay, Caroline, yeah, it was your birthday. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Caroline. So you're... Ten twenty-seven, nineteen sixty-seven. Right. Okay, and that was seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty, thirty-three, six. Well, I mean, it's it's I, it's interesting. It's an interesting question, and you know, human souls that cross. I mean, there's a limitation as far as as far as what they can do, especially if they're accessible to those that are in the human body still. So, if if a, for example, if a, if a human soul that has transcended the planet completely uh, is, tr- you know, like for example, you try to contact your grandfather and there's no way to contact him because he's mm-hmm. transcended into such a high spiritual realm that he's inaccessible. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. that's a totally different situation. Your grandfather in the reading came through because he's on an astral level that is accessible to humans that are trying to contact. 
And it mm-hmm. just depends. I mean, it's there is limitations as far as what what human souls once they have crossed can do. Um, mm-hmm. Once a human being has transcended the planet entirely and is on a higher spiritual plane, sometimes, and those those souls or previous those 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 people that were previously humans and have reached a state of transcendence and perfection will become guides to other human beings. Mm-hmm. And then, then, of course, they are accessible, in a sense, on to, to those that can communicate with them. Right. And that who's with you for your entire, entire journey throughout, throughout all, all, all your lifetimes until you ultimately transcend. Do you want to add something? No, that's a good job. Um, the the uh, I mean you did a good job of explaining it, so I don't have to repeat that part, Caroline. Uh, what okay. can they do? It all depends. Sometimes they're just here as a loving presence, so the energy mm-hmm. is sort of just loving. Imagine having a cat that's just sitting by you and you're and it's just purring. You know, it, it, sometimes okay. it's just loving presence. Now sometimes they do get into the element of. Um, interacting in a much stronger mm-hmm. way and prompting things to happen. They've got to right. get kind of like a. They've got to get kind of like permission, if you will, to do that. They there has mm-hmm. to be there. You know, souls can't. Angels, souls, spirits can't automatically just integrate into the world and do whatever they want. There's a certain agenda and organization of of universal mind that kind of controls these things. I suppose there are mm-hmm. renegades there and energies that do work outside of this heavenly system. So that can happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, you could be on your hands and knees all day long and pray for grandpa to give you a million dollars and he won't. Or you could right. pray for him to protect you and, and watch over you and he will. You know, it all depends okay. on the degree of energy. Do you, are you getting the idea? Yes, yes, it's it's kind of, um, you know, it's just like people. People are all different, I guess, humans, and then so are spirits, I guess, with what they can do, what they will do. Well, and it's difficult, I mean, as far as manifesting, if you're talking about like the million dollars, manifesting money is going to be much more difficult for a soul to do than to provide that kind of comfort that Neil was speaking about. And then you have to get into the karma the karma of the individual, what level they are on the soul plane and what they did in their lives, good or bad, to put them in the position that they are in, on the, uh, in the astral realm. And, you know, their power to, to, to impact another human being's life mm-hmm. is going to be contingent on what their acts were in their previous life and yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. So what kind of karma they're working through. I mean, if someone was, uh, you know, alcoholic and committed suicide, obviously there's mm-hmm. going to be less power that the, than that, that that person or soul has than if they were doing great works throughout their life, but haven't absolutely transcended to the highest plane. You know, but, you know, they, they can leave things, feathers, they can leave a scent, they can leave an impression. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying mm-hmm. that they can't influence or, or interact with the with our world and help us out. They can. Uh, 
I mean, in biblical mm-hmm. terms, it says, you know, don't call upon the dead. You know, all this is sort of evil to do and dark and everything. But there's so many contradictions in that book right. about how we deal right. with the spirit world and even, you know, in all those aspects. If you step out of that realm and we just go into a pure psychic element, uh, you know, Veterans Day is coming up. Are we not supposed to remember the veterans? Are we supposed to not mm. think about their souls and spirits? Is that a sin right. now, too, you know? No. So, you know, when you call upon... What, when you call upon a loved one, you're really calling upon love in itself and okay. the memory and the okay. impression of it, and that becomes something. I, I think you get the gist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. It's relevant. Um, you know, throughout the past few years, uh, spirits have come through, you know, through, like, people like you, Neil, and probably actually you and other people I know, people from my life. Like like parents and and uh, authority figures who really let me down like really badly in life and the mediums seem to they don't know anything about the my life but they say oh your father's here because he feels bad you know what I mean like like there seems to be some kind of like regret well uh, you know what from happens that side when when a soul what? crosses over they're given the big book of life and they see mm-hmm. all the mistakes they made. They see everything they right. did wrong. The karma's building up. They see their mistakes. Now, sometimes on the astral plane, they, they have some kind of spiritual conversation and they start to try to make up for things they did. If that's, okay. if that's in their available space to do so. Other times they don't even have that privilege. But sometimes oh. they do make up. Some souls cross over, and they're just as stubborn as they were when they were on the planet. And they come back yeah. stubborn and mean and nasty, and they're, they're mean kids and all that. So, you know, it, it's yeah. a big variety. So sometimes we can't, you know, you can have a choice, Caroline. You go, you can say, you know what, I don't, that you weren't my, my pleasure point on the planet when you were here. I don't need your help. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Move on, whatever. Right. You can do that, too. That's how I feel. Okay. But, you know, I mean, in addition, Caroline, be careful because a lot of people, I mean, people that are really connecting to a soul on the other side are going to get validations that confirm, not just give a general overview of what the soul is communicating. There are going to be connections that the psychic makes with you that you can validate about the relationship that you had with that person. So I'd be careful of listening to generalizations from multiple psychics, you know, oh, well, you yeah. know, well, sorry. They've been specific uh, things that just no one else would know. And, um, you oh, know, cool. little, I won't get into the details, but yeah, I, I, I'm skeptical until I hear a detail um, that that's very specific to a person. And, um, you know, I don't believe it until I hear something like that. And when when did, so, did we get your father's birthday? I don't think we even got your father's birth father's birthday. Grandfather. 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 Uh, oh, grandfather. Darn. I have that somewhere. Oh God. I don't know where it is. Um I don't know where that is. That's okay. Oh, it's all right. Sorry. Um, it's all right. It's all right. No. And I 
I wasn't asking for him to be there. I wasn't, I, I, you know, I, it was just that Neil said my grandfather was there, you know, here looking at me, I guess, and on my side. And, you know, you of know, course that brought up questions. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. Right. Now you, are you referring yeah. to me or, or Neil Diamond? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, little bit, I'm a little bit mixed up. And, and Neil is not a no. fan of Neil Diamond, by the way. But no. I am. Really? I, no, he doesn't like what? him. I, I, well, he's all, he's all right. Like I, I love Neil Diamond, personally. Oh, I, I love Neil Diamond. Yeah. But Neil well, I don't, you know, he's a, I, I like him. Well, he's not one of my favorites. No, actually, I like Neil Zaka. You may laugh at me, but I'm no, I like we. I, so we both do. But anyway, Wait, what was that other <laughs> one? Neil Sadaka. Oh, okay, I remember. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, wow. I told. Yeah, that's you know, way back. You know, for you us. Know, Simon, that's a, <laughs> well, you know, you you didn't know you were. This is named that too. Now we're going to give you four notes, and we want you to discuss. You know, tell us what the song. Is. No, just kidding. Um, but, okay. uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, I would take it all with, you know, you got to, don't, I wouldn't take the spirit world with a big heaviness and everything. They're there. Mm-hmm. If you don't want them there, say, you know, hit the town jack and don't, don't want you around no right. more. You know, it, 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 right. don't worry about it. It, you take care of your life. You bring in what mm-hmm. is within comfort to your boundaries and always mm-hmm. we're available for anything you need us for. Just real quick, a question. Is there any history of cigarettes or cigar smoking in your family? Any, anyone? Oh, he, my grandfather that we're talking about, he always smoked a pipe. Always, every evening. It was like all the time. Okay. You know, so so that, that smell of, of, of that. Yeah. That's, I associate yeah. with him. That's what I was picking up. I thought it was cigars. See, yeah. now, because Kristen Please. picked that up, your grandfather's right. probably hoping you don't push him out. <laughs> you know, he was, he, he was, he, he's probably getting mad at us because we're kind of saying, well, if you don't want him, you know, junk him. But, no, right, he seems right. to be saying, hey, let me hang around, Caroline. Um, mm. You know, I'm here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> and the interesting yeah. thing, just go ahead. No, I'll I'll try to not be stubborn myself and, and tell them to you know go where the go somewhere else. <laughs> well, you can do that. You know, I, I I I've had spirits in my life beg to be around me, and I said no, no, no. Right. So, you know, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, okay, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll try to, what were you going to say, Kristen? Oh, so I was just going to say, I don't know if we talked to you, about, I mean, we've spoken with you a few times, I know that, but you're, um, she's yeah. 33, six, right? Did yeah. I have that up right? Yeah. So you're going through a big change right now, too. You're on your ninth cycle mm-hmm. of six. You're 54 years old. Um, right. So there should be a big change happening in your life. And there was a change mm-hmm. when you we're turned 33, and I don't know if we ever discussed that on our pre- prior shows. I, not on a show, but I think a private call. Oh, yeah. Huh, okay. What happened in 2000? Can you, is it something you can share on the air, or would you rather not? Well, it was, um, it, it, it came in 2000, 
31, you know, so close enough. I think I was turning 34, so I was still 33, something like that. And, yeah, that was a point in my life where I feel like like that was a point where there was me before that and there was the me after that. Like, that was a big, huge, that was the biggest change in my life. I just sort of felt like I, you know, I, I don't need to get into the details, but. No, you don't have something, to. I'm, yeah, that was huge. I'm having a realization of who you are. Now I know who you are. Neil's You're Caroline from the Southwest, right? You're in the Southwest. Right, right. Caroline. (laughs) Caroline. Yeah. Right. Blonde. Caroline. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, I know. Oh, I, oh, I know. And then write down her last name. Yeah. Oh, got it. (laughs) I know who you are. We go back a year. Why well, did we didn't years. realize yeah. it on the last show? See, we're so and then good I, that we don't then even I realized it. <laughs> You're asking that's the good. conspiracy. We don't even know who you are. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, yeah, the good thing is, yeah. the good thing is, Caroline. I mean, the information came in very fresh. I didn't realize who you were until mm-hmm. two minutes ago. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> when you turned on the private call, and then I said, "Oh, you've never called our show before." Um, before, you've never called our show before. That's true. No. Last, no. I hadn't. Twenty-seven. Yeah. It's your first time right. caller on the show. Yeah. So now, now we're getting it. Well, okay. we may be absent-minded, but we're still psychics. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that was a weird day. You know, just because, yeah, like I explained, it was like, what radio show? Oh, what the hell? When I'll, when I'll call in. Um, yeah. But okay, yeah. Um, okay, I'll, great. I'll give Grandpa a chance. All right. Well, thanks All for right. thank you guys. Well, now, now that I know you, I can go get your notes and really show them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can if you want to. If no, you have time, no. but I don't know if there's anyone waiting. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, always glad to welcome. talk to you guys. Okay, yeah, All good right. to talk to you, Caroline. Take care. All right, bye. Bye. That's funny. Yeah, I didn't have any idea of the last show at all. Listen, I don't even, sometimes I could look in the mirror and I don't recognize who I'm looking at, you know, get to a certain place in life where you just, I think I think you get to a certain place in life where you sort of start to let go. I mean, you might be still involved, but you kind of start to let go and uh, details, I, like you're real good with details, you remember things. I used to be that way. Well, my memory has declined, though, as well. I mean, I used to be able to remember Every single little detail of every situation. I mean, really, really, really. I see that way too. I, yeah. And I remember things obviously more acutely than most people, but there are things that are not as clear as well, like past memories. Yeah, some minds are, you know, they're really, the brain, some minds are really sharp all throughout life. I mean, I can still remember specific details that I still retain. But, um, you know, if somebody tells me their name, I'll forget it. A week later, I can't remember their name. And sometimes I can't remember if somebody waves to me and they wave, I come back a week later, I, can't, I don't recognize them. I don't know what it is, but um, 
you know, there's maybe there's something in the in the regions of like, the brain that start to cloud. Part up. of the problem, I think, with that is you not recognizing people is you don't wear your glasses. You don't wear the, your glasses. I, I mean, I couldn't. I'm much more nearsighted than you. But well, I do um, wear my glasses. Not but, outside. So there, a lot of times people walk, walk by and say, you'll say, I've never seen those people before. And I'll say, yeah, it's this person, you know. Oh, yeah. So I, I think it's a matter of wearing your glasses. You know, when I don't I know why a, you don't. When I was a kid, I wanted, I thought glasses were really cool. So I would try to fake the eye test <laughs> when they came to school. I always got caught. But I wanted glasses. Now that I've got them, they're nothing but a nuisance. They are a nuisance. They're usually on top of my head, you know. Yeah. My third eye loves them. <laughs> you know, but, uh, well, I thought um, when I was young, I thought <laughs> braces and the headgear were really cool. Okay. But I must have been like, you know, seven or eight or nine or ten. But I think it was because I wanted to, I always wanted to be older than my age, probably because I, I was small thought I was younger all the time and it really annoyed me. Of course, you know, when you get to be older, like we are, um, you want to be mistaken as young. Braces so, was the worst. It was horrible. I, had them on I didn't for have like a three gear, years. And then the damn guy would he would the orthodontist would tighten them. Wires would be sticking out of my mouth and then he'd clip those off. There was always a, a sharp edge that was left that would cut my lip. The pain would be forever. Then he gave me that damn headgear to wear. That would pop. You had a headgear? Yeah. I never got a headgear. Uh, he oh, gave thank you God. I wouldn't have wanted to wear one at the time that I had there, braces. That, at that hooks, point, I didn't think they were cool anymore. <laughs> well, it's got little metal stems at the end. That hooks into these little cylinders that are connected to your teeth. And then you wear this headgear. You turn your head at night, and the headgear slips out of the sockets. And now oh, the point of the headgear starts to go into your gum. gum. Yeah. It, it was horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And and after, my teeth are still crooked. I know. I know. Well, you I know. didn't wear my retainers like I should have. But, you know, I had those it, precursors to Invisalign. I had white braces, so I didn't have the silver ones, the metal colored ones. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I had mine on for five, oh, three and, and a half years. Retainers. And it, they go against the roof of your mouth uh, and you get abrasions. Uh, it was horrible. This horrible, is a wonderful horrible. dental conversation. We have a caller okay. <laughs> who is probably ready to hang up after listening to this uh, segment here. 780, hi. Hello. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Kristen Neal. It's Jay here. Hey, I was, hi, wasn't Jay. ready hi. to hang up. Hang up regarding braces. <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Uh, yeah, the way braces, I think, would be better because, well, we will just keep anything. So you just cut out. Yeah, you're cutting out. Yeah. Are you on the headgear or something? <laughs> Headset, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, your voice, is, your voice is bouncing around. Yeah, like we cannot that. hear you at all. Why don't you call back and call, call back. back in? Call back in. Okay, just wait. Thank you. Wait, wait, wait. Now we can hear you. Wait. Talk wait. for a minute. Hello. No. I think you better We're call good. back. Try call back. Try, try call back. Okay. No problem. One sec. Disconnect them. Okay. Um, 
headgear. <laughs> headgear. You know, when I think of headgear, I think of that scene in, in um, Hannibal. Um, the the uh, what what was the first one the the, the what was the first Very Hannibal back. movie called I don't with know Jodie what. Foster? A Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. He was in a headgear because he was in prison and he had to be strapped up. Then you know, let's not forget Jaws in the in the James Bond film. Let's not forget Jaws in the James Bond film. Yeah, that that's that's. Well, uh, I imagine it must have been braces. torture for you to have a headgear because you hate anything on your head at all. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I was miserable. Okay. Seven eight zero, again. There we go. Jane. Yeah. Hi. Hey there. Talk, better. Talk right into your receiver. Hello. Hi. Okay. Three twenty four sixty four is his birthday. Yep. Good memory. Well, no, actually, not a good memory because I looked it up. <sighs> See, I'm honest, <laughs> but I know you're twenty nine eleven too. <laughs> I went back into the notes. But I do know your math. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So go ahead. What's well, well, you know, things have settled down and work a little bit, so uh, I guess we'll see. But um, yeah, that's just, right. There was gossip going on, and you were having problems with people in the workplace. Yeah, it seems to settle a little bit more. So um, uh, I think we know our boundaries a little bit better, and um, right. yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, maybe we put out energy. Maybe that helps. I like to think we did something. Yeah, Yeah, thank you for doing that. Thank you. Um, So here you are right now. What's going on? I don't know. Just talking to my friends or just getting prepping supplies and things like that. So uh, uh, up here in Canada, it might get really, really cold. And down the States, it might get cold there, too, again. So uh, we're just... Doing some prepping right now, and yeah, I'm yeah, a week off this, right now. We just huh? saw this movie. It was supposed to take place in Wyoming, but it was filmed in, in Canada. Canada. It was called uh, Land, L-A-N-D. With Robin, right? And okay. she goes, she, her family dies in an accident at a stadium where there's well, a I don't shooting. think they reveal that to the end of the movie. Well, okay. Okay. But uh, okay. then she moved to the cabin in Canada. To, to kind of isolate well, in Wyoming. The country was beautiful. The blizzards were horrendous. And there's bears and everything going on. And I mean, the, are you near beauty where you live, or are you more in the city? I'm in the city. What, what province are you in? I don't think we even know. Oh, in the province. Uh, in Alberta. You're in Alberta. Oh, Alberta, Canada. We have lakes there, right? Oh, yeah. We got lots of lakes. He's in a city, so. So, do you? How? What's your experience about Canada? Living in Canada, how do you? What would be your synopsis? Uh, I think right now is that we have a lot of land and not enough people. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, there's more. Yeah, there's lots of land, but not enough people, right? So, unless they're, you know, for if they're congregated or. Um, Concentrated in a certain area, right? We have large cities, but you know, there's there's lots of land out there. So you know, I find during, that the web- the war, during the Vietnam War, uh, it, it, the whole thing was to flee to Canada to avoid the draft. So I stuck my thumb out to go to Canada. I got as far as Burbank. <laughs> uh, <laughs> never made it. Well, Canada, I know. I mean, it, there was someone. God, what was it? What was I watching? 
and they were alluding to Canadians being, um, you know, not angry, you know, being totally friendly. So there's there's a reputation that Canadians have for being very friendly. And of course, you know, they have um, much better benefits. I mean, socially speaking than we do here in the United States. I mean, don't you have like healthcare paid for and all that? In Canada, so, but, yeah, yeah. Eventually, yeah. someone has to pay for it, but you know, through taxes and taxes. Like but that. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, you know, different. Why, since you dropped by, let me let's talk about something real quick. Remember, your master number is two. It's made up. It's it's energy combines itself in such a way it becomes a twenty nine eleven two. You have a two essentially in your year because it's nineteen sixty four, which factors which adds up to an 11. Now, now and 324 also adds up yeah. to an 11. Now, when you talk about what you're going to experience, Jay, throughout life, throughout life, and I wouldn't worry about it because it's in, ingrained in your karma, is troubling relationships. It will be throughout your life, not at the cost of your balance or your, or your vision or ultimately your happiness. I mean, are healthy relationships available to Jay? Does Jay have the uh, ability to be in a long, engaging relationship? Yes. But you will have a grain of, you will have a vein of energy throughout your life where, where uh, uh, you know, aside from just having difficulties with people like we all do, you have it in, embedded in your karma. It's there. And what you should do whenever you, whenever you have a problem, with anyone in life, go to your third eye, your vision, take a breath, put good energy upward into your brain. Imagine your pineal gland, your, your third eye. You want to close your mouth, close your eyes, breathe into your nose, and imagine all of that energy going to your third eye and just say, I am balanced. That's your four. If you do that, you could probably eliminate strife. Okay. Because so not create, not create or manifest energetically uh, bad things or something like that. Is that correct? Well, that would be the idea, not to create or manifest <laughs> bad things, unless you want bad things. Well, because <laughs> your code, you're a man of code too. Your code suggests that your third eye is connected to your heart, your balance chakra. So in other words, you've been given tools in this lifetime, according to the overall evaluation of your karma and transcendence, to have certain gifts in this lifetime. And if you confuse or diffuse your vision with negative energy to such an extent that it destroys your positive thinking, you know, we get into the idea of positive thinking, you won't have the results you want. Now, you may be tested, and some things may be karmically inclined to have certain results, but that's what I would say to you, you know, in that regard. And I don't know what I was saying about a 324, but it is an 11. It's a 9. Yeah, that's a 9. But that's a broken up endurance energy. But so see, something that's happens. a 9, and his year becomes a 2. So that is his inverted karmic energy number. of 29. I know. And he has, in, in terms of the third eye essence, in his day, it's broken up by a two and a four. He's got it solidly in the six, which is good yeah. because he can restore that broken six. 
Well, yeah, and then it's 64 four, repeated by 4, 6. six. Yeah. There's a repetition of energy there. And you've got to, one, one reason why you call these shows is because of your sixth chakra. And then you have a 3, 4 going on. And that is your spirituality, Jay. I mean, he may have a question. I don't think we really know if he has a specific question today. Do you have a specific no, question? No, no. No, right. Oh. It's basically just it's telling you where I'm at right now, and so I don't have a specific question on, on things. So, but I always love listening to your show regarding numerology. So, but uh, yeah. and how that plays a part in how you're feeling and how your insight is too. So. Well, yeah, and it's you know even deeper than that. It's it's you know the code develops because of whatever past lives you're working out during this lifetime, and and you know, on a karmic level and then on a transcendent level, what you need to achieve in this lifetime. Yeah, you're 56 years old. So yes. It, it, so you have gone through 28 cycles of your life. 28 cycles. So he's coming up on 29 cycles, yeah. which is going to be a big change. That's going to be a big change for you because you will have gone through now 29 cycles of your life. So something coming. If I were you, I'd start planning in the, for the next two years to, to and your goal sh- should be things you desire. I'm going to ask you a question, Jay. In your house, do you have any paintings hung up on the wall? Paintings. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do have some, yeah. Okay. Point two, can you describe those paintings to me? Are they portraits or are they still life? Or landscapes, you know? So still life would be portraits. So landscape or are they people is the question. Uh, or both? Well, I got some people ones, yeah. Okay. Now, Something's going on here. Maybe you weren't expecting to get into, involved in this, and you can always stop us if we, you know, if you're not in, enthralled with what we're saying. But there's something about the content of that painting that is starting to communicate through the vibrations of space and time to us. You know, the question would be, where'd you get the painting? What does it mean to you? What is the subject matter? If it's people. You know, you have to you have to imagine your castle is a is part of the symbolic representation of who you are. So your surroundings are symbolic of who you are and, and what your your kind of tribal inner tribal energy is all about. Because you've decorated your house just like the cavemen decorated their caves with uh, with you know ox and dinosaur not dinosaurs they weren't alive then but say the two tigers and things like that. Well, what it, can you describe this painting? Are there three people in it, for instance? Oh, uh, usually there's like one people. Are one they person. people you know? Are they people you know? Portraits? Uh, no, they're they're just um, they're metaphysical. Painting. Oh, well, well, the, the portraits, are, like the copies of, of paintings, if you want to call them. They're copies that. of paintings, but they were like they're like reprints of what was yeah. painted. Right. Okay. In in the element of that painting, it's like picture of Dorian Gray. Dorian uh picture of Dorian Gray. The picture of Dorian Gray. Gray. Yeah. There's a, there's some kind of spirit element that is surrounding that painting. Whether you have an entity around there 
you know, not just malevolent. It's not bad. There's something going on in the vibration of that painting. Otherwise, it wouldn't have come in. And I, you know, if you count Jay, well, I, well, no, you know, there's, it's just a one portrait of one subject, person, or image, or figure. But I, let's say I have three paintings like that. There's something with the three going on. And so what we do in life is we sometimes subconsciously repeat what we've done in a past life. And we don't even know why we're doing it, you know. And so you have to, if I were you, I would look at those paintings. And if you are of interest, if this is a further interest to us, you can share more, more of the content or, or else you just keep it to yourself. But something's going on with those paintings. The representation, the energy, whatever it may be. Do you want to respond, or is there anything you want to comment on regarding the paintings that you have, or? Not really. Just the the metaphysical ones, and I think they have to do with relationships. So. Oh, well, there's your two. Anyways, you know, you're a little bit reserved, but but just take that into effect. What we said. Think about it, Jay. Okay. and uh, now you said relationship, so that's your your theme. Okay. That's the anything, theme. anything else? Any other questions? No. No, it's just always love talking to you because it's always a wide range of things that go on and that can come out. We run the gamut. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I always refer to that uh, Charlie Brown cartoon where they, do you know Charlie Brown, the cartoon? Peanuts is the name of the Peanuts, yep. They meet, on the base, they meet on the baseball field and they have this, they meet on the, on the pitcher's mound and they have this huge conversation about life. And Charlie Brown looks out at the viewer and says, we may never win a game, but we have great conversations. <laughs> you know, that we may never hit the mark in our in our evaluation of being a, a readers, but you know we try to engage our callers with tidbits. Well, I wouldn't say that. Sort. I think that's a little extreme. What? But we never hit the mark. Well, we do hit. The uh, mark. Give me a break. I guess we. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a good uh, advertisement for the show. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never hit the mark. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just definitely not going to encourage people to call. Well, uh, right. yeah. And it's definitely not. Uh, well, I'm just being, I'm being humble. But, okay. You know, well, maybe we okay. do hit the mark. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope but someone anyways, would be able to do the Jay, show. And you're welcome to sit in and. Yeah, uh, I'll put you on. Uh, I'll put you on mute. Thank you much. Before the conversation. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Yeah, Jay's been calling our show from the beginning. From the very, very yeah, long time. Yeah, you know, maybe we've been thirteen on the or fourteen. For I don't know. Nine years. Yep. And we've been on the air for nine years. And actually, this is our, uh, as we speak, this is our um, nine. Uh, this is our uh, nine hundred and sixty-three shows we've done. Interesting. Nine hundred and sixty-three. There's an eighteen. They're right all a good. Yeah, they're all a. Uh, Three six nine. Yeah. So uh, been on a long time. 
and we're renewing our contract with Block Talk, so we're we're going to stay on. We're going to stay on and and uh, put out our own energy for the for helping others. Don't forget, you know, it's it's not being on Block Talk is not free for the uh, host or hostess. It's not free. You got to pay. So you know, unless you have like a, I think they give them a free account for people who may be broadcast like a half hour show and it's a very limited amount of callers and, and, and length of, you know, the length of the show isn't really sufficient for our format, but anyway, no, our show is, is an hour long. We pay to be on the air and that's our offering to callers. We accept donations. Yeah. And Jay actually donated the last time he called. Yeah. That was 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 kind of him. Um, and we appreciate reviews, you know, that's another thing. We appreciate reviews. Oh, I love reviews. Uh, <laughs> I, I read reviews all the time. Book yeah, reviews, so movie reviews. You can reviews. review the show on our, on our Facebook good. page for the show. That would be great. We appreciate that. Okay, but enough plugging ourselves here. Yeah. So Back to headgear. <laughs> back, to, back to the headgear. You know, it, it, the thing about um, headgear, too, and this is more on a serious note. You want to be very careful about what you put on your head when you go to sleep. You don't really want to cover your third eye. You don't want to cover your crown of your head. I mean, you can if you want to, but but it does. When you sleep, your your astral body usually leaves out of the, either the crown of your head or your third eye. And it's not that that it sees a, you know some sort of obstruction and goes oh I can't go that way, but it it does it it obstructs the energy flow a little bit because we weren't we didn't come into the earth with headgear on, we came into the earth maybe with afterbirth, but we came into the earth with just the natural state of our being our skin you know our cells our membranes things like that. I know I used to sleep with an eye mask. Oh. Which uh, was disallowed. Yeah, you don't know <laughs> because your soul. You sleeping with that would be like telling a bird, putting a bird in a cage, and go, "Well, just go through the bars of the of the cage." You come on, you can do it. It's difficult, and you want that freedom of energy. Because here's the thing: the astral body can have different parts. So sometimes it leaves the body at night, but not in its whole state. So it's sort of like, you know, a jellyfish. It can be dissected and still kind of live. But it doesn't have the wholeness that it should have. So like in those science fiction films where things split up and then they regroup again. But so the mothership, when, when, when the astral body leaves the body at night, the mothership is the body, the physical body, the brain, the physical body. The astronaut leaving the mothership through that silver cord, that umbilical cord, or that cord that connects the astronaut to the spaceship would be the astral body itself. So the astral body leaves, hopefully in a whole state, and the mothership is the, at, at least temporarily in time and space, would be the physical body. And then the astral body does what it does out there and it randomly selects what images it wants to bring back to the physical body because not all information can, can be available to the physical body. 
the astral body has the privilege of going out into the astral realm and seeking information and guidance that maybe the physical body won't, won't maintain or remember. So there's a claw, there's a clumsiness in trying to recall. And sometimes dreams become highly symbolic or absurd or ambiguous because the astral body is purposely um, spinning the tail so that all the information can be available to the sleeping body. Also, the sleeping body may not be able to interpret everything out in the astral realm, so the sleeping body tries to assemble some sort of of, uh, analogous logic to it. So um, if you're in the Hall of Records or something, the sleeping body may just think he's having a dream and then he went to a library. library. That kind of thing. Uh, And so it's... Well, and then to interpret it, interpreting whether or not she visited the Hall of Records versus just a, you know, physical dream about going to a library, you know, is going to be up to the interpreter. And you've got to be, you know, realistic about what you're actually doing in the dream and not delude yourself into thinking you're gathering information from all the records, which but, well, a lot of people do. Some, a lot of people do. <laughs> a lot of people do. But the, you know, which is, because that's a privileged, I mean, visiting the hall of records as, as you uh, refer to it, the Akashic records, whatever. Yeah. I mean, if someone goes into that space in their astral, in their astral journey, that's an immense privilege. It, so, well, yeah, you have to have kind of a pass. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not as commonplace as people might say. No, it's a, it's a privilege to be there. When we get into the idea of dreams, though, I mean, the, the, the element of dreams goes way back to the beginning of time in human, in human terms. In human terms, dream world goes back way back there. When it became more of a classical event, a more of an academic event. In terms of like psychiatric. Evaluation. Yeah, Sigmund Freud, yeah. the interpretation of dreams. Now that's a thick book. That will take you a couple of months to get through. But he analyzed the dreams on a on a purely psychological level, pertaining to uh, basically the first five, six, seven years of life, and everything was pertaining in the dream world. When we get into other other aspects of the dream world, scientists will say, well, the brain collects impressions. And uh, it's filled with analogies that are constant in terms of association. So you think of a tractor, your dad had a tractor, you have a dream about a tractor, your dad appears, suddenly appears, and you're having this psychological uh, regurgitation of energy in your sleep because your brain is continuously active even at night. So it unravels energy and kind of does a dump in the conscious, unconscious world involving dreams. Now, that may be so, but we can't deny the fact that we all, most of us, have dreams, aside from those who say, I don't remember my dreams, I don't dream. Well, basically, we all dream. Some of us have better connection to it than others. Then there's the element that goes into our metaphysical world, which states, you're just not having a psychological dream. You can also have an astral dream where the, where the soul actually, the astral body, is, it, the astral body is a little bit separate from the soul, but they're cousins. So in this respect, the astral body leaves 
um, the physical body and journeys out and enters what to the human being in asleep would be a dream. And that dream becomes, but you know, even the Bible says your old men will dream, will have visions of dreams, something like that. And the dreams that we have, everything is, is very connected to dreams. St. John, Revelation, dream. Right. Prophet, prophets in the Bible. I mean, there's total. Lots Jacob's of, Ladder. Yeah. The dream world is very, very important. So uh, aside from studying up on dreams and the possible symbolisms of dreams, be careful of those symbolism books when they say if you have a dream with an a certain subject in it, this is what it symbolizes. Well, yeah, and I think it's to definitely, some degree. To some degree it can be true, but obviously what the person, I mean, the individual's experience in the dream world is really going to be more personalized than, than, than what a dream book that is making generalizations about symbols is, you know, the symbol is going to be more individualized yeah. than a generalization. For sure. You know, when we get, when, you know, and those of you who are intrigued by this topic, look up the origin of the word dream. Discover its, its, um, its word origin, it, what it really, where, how it evolved as the word dream. And when we get into the word dream, we're really dealing with, we can, we can look at numerology and say it's four, nine, five, one, four. So when you add that up, 18, what do you get? 23, five. You get a, so you get a 23, five, which is the element of communication. Too bad it's not a six. <laughs> yeah, it's shy of a six. But that's just the numerology in English terms. You know, our dreams are not specified by specifically language just because in the English tongue is basically our tongue in the United States, but there's Spanish, there's French. There's different ways of spelling the word dream. But when you, you know, it's bracketed by two fours, D and M, is, is actually in numerology two fours. And then in between you have what, um, you have an 11? Uh, uh, no, no. Do you 15. have a, a 15, yeah. You have a 15, six. six. There's six. your this six. So there's, there's a dream within, there's the element of the third eye within the dream. So when you have dreams, um, uh, you have to maybe consider, is there something in that dream that, it, that, that I need to pay attention to, other than just it being a dream? Some some people come to us just for the sake of interpreting dreams. Their dreams are really important to them because they believe that it's journeys of their soul and that there's answers that need to be unlocked in that conference that they have within themselves and they have with, it, with the astral realm and then they find interpreters. But there yeah. are interpreters of dreams. Well, there, that famous part in the Bible where who's I forget what prophet interpreted the king's dreams and said that they meant that there was going to be a famine famine and yeah things like this. That's, that, that's what I was thinking about when I was referring to yeah. prophets in the Bible who was it um I, I Jake I can't remember it was what 
he 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 won favor with the king. I forget the character. Uh, I know the story, but the, yeah. uh, but but prior interpreters of dreams were executed for not giving the right dream. So it was very dangerous to tell a king what your dream meant if you're not going to be accurate. It became, the king would get irritated and have your head chopped off. Um, so you had to be very careful in that element of, of interpretation. Oh, Elijah, I think it was. To, to get it right. Was it Elijah? I don't think it was Elijah. Um, he, he, uh, Agabus tells the family of Antioch, but this says, then you go, God sent Elijah to tell Ahab that he would bring down rain so the famine would end. Well, so, I mean, there's... I don't know if that was the one that was it Elijah well, that told the king. I don't know. Um, the uh, biblical famine. You know, Elijah actually returns every Passover because during the Jewish holiday of Passover, there's a point where the uh, Seder stops and Elijah's at the door and he comes in and there's a glass of wine awaiting him and that is in reverence to his appearance. And that's in the uh, Seder, the, the Passover, when the Jews put the, the lamb's blood on the door so that they wouldn't be uh, eliminated during the plague when all the firstborn were killed. Yeah, Elijah uh, announces famine. It was Elijah. It was at least, I mean, at least one of the famines. So. I, you know, I maybe maybe I'm not I'm not a professor of the Bible, but I can't. I just didn't think it was Elijah that did that, but maybe it was. But in my you know, in my readings of the Bible, I just can't recollect. I told you I'm not good at names, but <laughs> uh, but that's where that element came from and the seder the sabbath seder at passover time was something that christ um participated in as a reference to the energy of that time so when we when you know and that is about looking back looking back so christ looked back and paid respect to the to the uh, preservation of humankind, um, which became part of the his his sermon and his testimony, but then he graduated to the extent where he brought all souls into the uh, arms of God, and it, it was just not exclusive. In fact, he attacked a lot of the uh, Jewish uh, religious order for being hypocrites. And, and not understanding the true element of the nature and spirit of God, but again, never lost his faith in his Judaism during his uh, participation on the planet, which be, which became a, a problem, and he predicted it, brother against brother. I'm still, I'm still. Well, there was Agabus that predicted a famine, as well. Well, King. Well, there was a famine during King David's yeah, that reign, wasn't, but that's it not... Wasn't, it, 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 um, you know, talk about the cows, the dream with the cows, and it might, um, you know, what did it mean? Uh, well, then we'll find out who drunk it. Hold on. 
So, um, you, you know, I mean, it, we are we, we're 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 trying to carry the message of dream interpretation to others as much as we try to interpret, like what Caroline was asking. You know, what do spirits actually come back? Well, um, Lazarus came back. You know, if we're not supposed to contact spirits, then why did Christ raise Lazarus aside from the fact that it was a test of faith and belief and the power of God to raise the dead? But, you know, and then the argument by, well, God can do it, but human beings aren't allowed to. But, you know, the element that we are all of one energy and that if you believe it will be done, I mean, if you believe you will move mountains, and that mountain is a, is a synonym for, for moving away obstacles, creating miracles. And if you work through the energy and spirit of God, you can part the ocean. Well, we are at the tail end of our show. Joseph interpreted the dream about cattle. Yeah, it was Joseph. It was Joseph, but he didn't have the dream. It was the king that had the dream. So the dream was, yeah, the king right, had the dream, dream but Joseph, Joseph interpreted it. Joseph. I yeah. knew it wasn't Elijah, it was Joseph. Yeah, but there are different famines in the Bible. Yeah, so you're specifically was, referring to Genesis. It was Joseph. If yeah. said Joseph, I would have said that's him. Okay, so yeah. we... No, he had the dream, and his right, right. dream was being interpreted. interpreted by and Joseph, Joseph did it. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we've cleared that confusion up um luckily before the show ends ended today uh back on the air on friday at 9 a.m pacific 12 p.m eastern thanks